Greetings and welcome to What is California, a podcast featuring conversations with notable Californians in a quest to understand the Golden State. I'm your host, Stu Van Aersdale. On this episode, we welcome Josh McNair. Josh is the founder, proprietor, photographer, writer, creative mind behind California Through My Lens. That title comprises a few different properties, including a website, kind of the flagship for Josh, also a YouTube channel, Instagram feed, among other properties that really showcase California as a destination, not just for people outside the state, but also for those of us who are lucky enough to live here. And so this can be anything from day trips to overnight trips to multi-day hiking trips. Josh is kind of the guy. He has really done a really great job of showcasing all these different locations and spots that, you know, some of which you've obviously heard of, you know, there's the national parks that are in there, but he also has some really cool uh, features about waterfalls, for example, some bizarre spots around California. And it's kind of the best of what Huell Hauser used to do with California Gold, that show, which we'll link to in the show notes if you're not familiar with it, but that very personality driven, uh, you know, kind of perspective on the people and places that make this state special, but also a very straightforward travelogue about where to stay, what to see, and how to really make the most of your visits to the best spots around California. I know it's only uh, April, right? So I don't want to get too carried away with summer travel planning, but you know, now is the time to start thinking about where you might want to go. And you don't need to travel far to visit or experience some world-class destinations here in California. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today, how Josh got started, why he does what he does, and how to really make the most of both his site and our state to uh, see everything you want to see maybe this summer, maybe this weekend. Who knows? Uh, That's one of the beautiful things about living here. It was a real thrill to talk to Josh. So I look forward to sharing that with you in just a moment. Meanwhile, uh, we're wrapping up season two of What is California? A few more episodes remaining in this season. Then we're going to take a little bit of a break, kind of regroup, see what there is to see for season three. Three. The newsletter will continue, Weekend Links, that comes out every Friday. So make sure if you're not subscribing to that, you can get that at whatiscalifornia.substack.com. And uh, that will, again, drop you a new podcast every Thursday while we are still uh, publishing those this season and a free roundup of cool California stories via our Weekend Links feature every Friday. If you have any comments, questions, thoughts, recommended guests, anything at all, that you would like to share with me, feel free to reach out. I'm at hello at whatiscalifornia.com. Of course, we're on Twitter at whatcalifornia. And I always welcome feedback and would be so glad to hear from you. So let's get on with it. This is me with Josh McNair of California Through My Lens on What is California? Enjoy. Josh McNair, welcome to What is California? It's so great to have you here. We'll talk about your uh, work with California Through My Lens in just a second. But first, let's get to your California story. Are you from here originally? And if not, how and when did you arrive in the state? Yeah, no, I was actually born in the Midwest. So I spent uh, the first four years of my life out there um, and then came out here for my uh, my father's job. So I wish I could claim that I was born and raised in California, but I was only raised, <laughs> not born. Okay. All right. So what part of California is home for you now? Yeah, I live down in the Inland Empire, which is uh, about an hour east of Los Angeles, uh, if people aren't familiar with it. 
um, that's kind of where I, I found myself in college and stayed there afterwards. <laughs> How long have you been there uh, since college, I guess? And, and in what ways has it changed since you've been there? Yeah, so I've been in this area for probably, let me think, maybe 15, 17 years or so now. I originally had selected it just because um, of the college that I went to, but then I stayed because it's kind of just a, a central area where you can get to the mountains, you can get to the desert, you can get to LA, you can get to San Diego, um, all of them within an hour, hour and a half. Um, and the the rent's a lot cheaper here than it is living in any of those uh, big cities. So it kind of kind of kept me here. Um, I haven't lived here long enough to see like a ton of crazy changes, but I know specifically the area that I'm in used to be a, a huge citrus capital for the state. So um, uh, people I talk to and that I know have have seen the area change a lot in actually you know, housing tracks and things like that, replacing the the citrus, which was huge in, in this area of California. Sure. So what is your earliest memory of California? And why would you say that memory has stuck with you? Yeah, my, my memory is pretty bad. So I always like try to think of things and, and forget. But uh, the earliest one that I that I could say that was, was memorable for me was my first experience with Yosemite National Park. So my parents actually honeymooned there. Um, and for a couple nights. And so that was always an important part of their life and their story, um, which they introduced to, to my sister and I. And so I, I'll never forget that first time that they took us to, to Yosemite, to the Glacier Point area specifically, being able to look out over the valley, look across the Half Dome. Um, it's one of those things that I that I treasure for myself, like having those memories with my family. And, and it's also one of those things that helped me to fall in love with California is just seeing like, wow, this place exists and I can drive to it. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know you just said that you, maybe your memory isn't your strongest attribute, but that said, is there another enduring or, or significant memory maybe from your work that stuck with you uh, about California? Yeah, I mean, the first time I drove Pacific Coast Highway with my wife um, was definitely one of the most memorable things I've I've had in kind of the the work part of my journey. Um, I'd I'd never seen the Big Sur coastline before, um, only in pictures and stuff, and and that's one of those places that you know pictures can never do justice to. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, again, and not a place you would think that you would see in California. So being able to to spend a couple of days kind of driving slowly along the coastline, we actually had our our dog with us. Um, just a cool experience, like uh, almost like a picture of a of a time period that we don't have anymore because we don't have the dog. We have children, um, and, you know. So I always look back on that that memory fondly. So who are some Californians who have influenced or impacted you, and who you are? The main, I would say, like people who has impacted me probably in like more of the second half of my, my journey in California is, um, Huell Hauser, um, the famous creator of California gold. If you're not from California, you, you might not know that name, but if you are, there's basically a guarantee that you saw his work at some point in time with your, your parents or yourself on the, on the TV. Um, and I, I didn't watch it a lot growing up, but like as I started to kind of travel California myself, people kept making those types of comparisons, which led me to kind of dive into his work again. Um, and I just I love I love the passion that he had for the state, the passion that he had for um, sharing it with people, for sharing people's stories um, and things like that. And and it's just been really cool to kind of see you know what he did and then kind of see like what I'm doing in a completely different way, but 
kind of that influence in both having that love for for sharing um, about California and encouraging people to experience California. So when I think of kind of the impact, I, I really think about you know, what Huel Hauser did um, with his California Gold series. Mm-hmm. And what about geography? Uh, you mentioned Big Sur a little bit ago and the Pacific Coast Highway and Yosemite. Are there any geographic spots or places that have really kind of resonated with you and kind of changed you to be uh, the, the the person you are today? Yeah, California's geography is, is probably one of the main um, reasons for how I was able to kind of create my website and to actually like make it a, a career for myself because I, we have one of the most diverse geographies that you'll find in the United States and probably even outside of the United States as well. I mean, we have everything from the lowest point in North America to the highest point in the, in the lower 48 to the beaches and the mountains and the deserts. I mean, the geography is is what made me fall in love with the outdoors, fall in love with the state. And, and it really has encouraged my exploration because there's just so much to see here and there's so much beauty um, that you can see in, in many different things. For example, the desert was something that I never kind of resonated with when I was growing up. It's kind of like, why would you want to go to the desert? I didn't understand it. But through kind of the, the exploration and things that I've done in California now, like the desert's one of my favorite places, you know, experiencing the the stark contrast that the deserts provide, the sunsets, the the sunrises, the kind of ecology. So so you'd say from the desert, I mean, I I don't know. I just, I love the geography of California and I love the differences and I love being able to, to experience each of those differences myself. Let's uh, transition to your work. What exactly is California through my lens? How would you describe what you do and, and your work with, with that site? Yeah. So it started as a, as a website, just a personal hobby that I had. Um, I wanted to travel the world um, and I didn't have the time or the money I was working full time. I had a e-commerce business and I was kind of like, okay, well, what can I actually travel? Um, and I'm like, well, I'll see as much as I could about, about the state, the state of California. And so that's kind of how I, I fell into, to what it, what it was. Um, but now it's become, you know, a blog, um, and then it's moved into kind of like a YouTube channel and, and a video series. Um, basically it's basically a creative outlet for myself, but with the goal being to encourage other people to experience these things, because a lot of the travel stuff that I was seeing was, was, um, you know, kind of watching me do something. And I, and for me, it's always been important to encourage others to have, to have these experiences because of how important I feel like travel is in my life and encouraging others to maybe, maybe see that for themselves as well. Yeah. More specifically, like when and how did it start? I guess what prompted you to set off and say, I'm just going to go do this for the first time, <laughs> have this, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to write, I'm going to, I'm going to shoot, I'm going to go out and actually tell this California story. Yeah. So I was, I, I did video for a long time when I was growing up. Um, so I always was kind of interested in those creative outlets, but I, um, didn't have the time to do video. So I was like, well, I'll do photography. So I created just a photography site and was taking pictures of all sorts of stuff. But, um, I felt like one of the best ways that I could develop my photography would be able to, to do it like, you know, at a, a more niche scale. And so that's why I focused on California. And this was about 10 years ago that I created the blog. Um, and I worked on that part-time, um, on the weekends for about six or seven years until I transitioned to working on that full-time. And that's when I developed the, the YouTube and the, the video aspect of it as well. 
And there is so much coverage of California as a destination. Obviously, there's other websites. Um, there's tons of guidebooks. There's you know, Instagram feeds. There's so much more. Um, what about California were you not seeing in those resources that you wanted to provide? So much so that you actually called this California through my lens, right? What is your lens specifically? Yeah, I saw um, a lot of people um, and guidebooks and everything talking about more of the big picture things. So like the the main tourist destinations of California, there's a lot of coverage on all of those. For example, Disneyland. I never, I didn't write about Disneyland on my website for probably the first six or seven years because it was like, what's the point? It's been covered way better than I can cover it. Um, but one of the things that I did find was that you you took I mean, basically one step away from the Hollywood sign and Disneyland and, and San Francisco and the coverage dropped off immensely, um, especially so in helping people to be able to have those experiences themselves. So I, I started from a background of someone who was never a very good writer, you know, always struggled in, in kind of the English aspect of school and everything. And so I was like, well, I will tell my stories through photos specifically and and put words in as I needed to. Um, so I always kind of from the beginning started with the photography and let that kind of tell the story. Um, and I found that that was not what people were doing. It was a lot, especially when I started now, now with Instagram and everything, you know, it's, it's a lot more visual aspect, but I started 10 years ago and it was a lot more of words, um, more so than the visual elements. So I started with pictures. I used the words when I needed to, to describe what I was doing. And I tried to make it a kind of cohesive, each post a cohesive um, example of how you could experience that place and to take away the maybe fears and questions that you might have before um, going somewhere like new. You told us a little bit about Huell Hauser's influence and impact on you as a Californian. I was wondering if there are any other great California chroniclers who have <laughs> impacted or influenced what you do, writers, photographers, filmmakers, um, YouTubers, anyone at all who has really kind of um, made a, a mark on you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, of course, the the great Ansel Adams, you know, you can't go to Yosemite and not see examples of his work. Um, uh, I've, I've loved his photography for a long time. Anytime I'm in an area where he's shot, I try to, you know, experience that, see see the way that he shot it, um, even going to, you know, Jackson Hole and seeing how he shot the Snake River and how it's it's changed. So, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of his work. More recently, um, with the rise of Instagram and YouTube and, and things like that, uh, Chris Picard is a, is a photographer who's based out of the Central California area. I've always really enjoyed his work. Um, Casey Neistat, actually, he, he was in New York, but he moved to California, so I can call him a Californian at the moment, at least. But when I was kind of starting out in YouTube, I, I loved um, watching his kind of daily series that he was doing, getting ideas for how to, you know, create video content. Um, but I mean, I take I take inspiration from all over, you know, all sorts of different people. Those are just the first that come to mind. But lots of people have kind of influenced my style for sure. How do you decide where to visit and when to visit those places? How do you decide, you know, how to cover and present these places? Yeah, I'll go anywhere. So that's how I decide. It's like, what have I not done in California? Um, you know, how can I get there and, and what can I see there? Um, there's a couple places in the state that I, you know, haven't got to yet. But um, because my my content's so focused on on the state of California, it's like you within, you know, 10 years of doing this, it's like you get through a lot of the main touristy spots within the first couple of years. And then you know, you're, you're doing deep dives into the state and, it, and its history and its areas. And 
Um, luckily, California is so massive that I'm 10 years in and I still have a, a massive list of things to, to see. But I mean, basically for me, it's kind of just like, where do I want to go? What part of the state haven't I been to? And then as soon as I, I book something, then I try to figure out what to do there. Um, but I mean, I'll go, I'll go anywhere in the state. I'm not very picky. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of your favorite posts or videos or places you've, you've uh, covered? I mean, anything related to national park is, it's hard to beat in California. Obviously those places have been deemed, um, you know, beautiful and valuable to, uh, the, the country. So, I mean, going to the channel islands is something that people don't often do, but you can take the boat over there. You can camp. Um, that is a completely different experience than you would expect to have in California. Um, even some of the, like, you know, everybody kind of goes to the Yosemite Sequoia Kings, um, you know, even Joshua Tree, Death Valley area, maybe, but like some of the other national parks, like Pinnacles, is beautiful um, place to explore. Lassen is absolutely incredible. Um, a lot of people don't get up to that northern area. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. It's like picking a favorite child. I've had so many great California experiences, so many different places that, um, you know, the waterfalls, the hikes, the beaches. It's just. There's so much good stuff here. <laughs> what about some of the hidden gems that you have revealed? Are there any locations or sites that you're perhaps proudest of sharing or revealing to Californians about California? Yeah, for me, I mean, I've always kind of taken the the, the stance of like, if some places has maybe not been talked about and it has like, you know, that kind of raw experience, it's like, maybe I'll choose not to talk about it as well. It's kind of been a personal thing for me. Um, in that, like, I don't want to be anyone who contributes to, like, the destruction of, of somewhere. So in terms of, like, those kind of secret places, it's like I always kind of walk the line between, like, you know, needing to have content, needing to share places, believing that places um, exist for, for the enjoyment of people, but also, you know, knowing that some places maybe aren't ready for, for that type of, um, like, sharing, I guess I, I would say. Like the volume. The volume, Yeah. Um, and so it's like, I, in terms of proudest sharing, it's like, I'm, I'm proud every time I hear somebody say like, Hey, I had a great trip because of you. Hey, I started getting into hiking because of you, like, you know, all of those types of things, um, more so than being like the one who shared something that hasn't been shared before, just because I, I want to protect things for future generations and, um, allow people to explore as much and, and experience as much as they can. I don't, I don't know about a bucket list, but is there a, like a short list of places that you still have yet to to visit that you're really looking forward to? A hundred percent. I, I probably have, you know, 50 or a hundred different things on my like, you know, list of, of what I want to get to. Um, a lot of it is a little bit more difficult, um, just because of time and commitments and things that, that have like stopped it. So like, for example, like I'd love to backpack the lost coast area of California. It takes, you know, three or four days plus being able to shuttle in between, the different places. And so like, that's been a bucket list item for me for probably five or six years now. And I haven't been able to do it yet, but where um, is the lost coast for listeners who aren't familiar? Yeah, it's way up past, um, you know, past like the Santa Rosa's Mendocino's all that area and like the Northern coast of California. And it's one of those areas where, you know, a lot of it had been developed into a road and I, I don't remember exactly the exact history, but for some reason they couldn't develop that area into a road and so the road goes around the coast there for about 20 30 miles um which makes it this incredible place in california where you can backpack it and you can experience it almost 
exactly the way it's been for for hundreds of years because um, nothing was created or or built there. Um, so that's a place that's a huge high on my bucket list, but it takes you know the the timing and planning and getting somebody to go with me, you know, to be yeah. able to experience it. A little bit ago, you alluded to the response about people who said, "Oh, I, I visited that spot because of you." You know, what has the overall response been, and how do people engage? with what you do and follow your path, share ideas, et cetera. Oh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been great over the, the course of the blog. Um, just people have been, I think that people are often, I, it's the same. So it's the same way that I kind of experienced California in the beginning. It's like, if you would have told me that there was waterfalls in California in the Southern California area, like before I started the blog, I would have said, you're crazy. There's no waterfalls here. And it's just because I hadn't taken the time to, to look, I mean, there's a waterfall that's a hundred feet, like within, you know, 30, 45 minutes of my house. Um, but I, I've lived here basically my whole life and I didn't know that. Um, and so a lot of, a lot of times people see travel as like, I have to go here, you know, I have to go to, to Bali or I have to go to Mexico or I have to do all of these types of things in order to travel. Um, but being able to show people like what's around them has been, has been something that people have really connected with. And, I've been like, wow, I, I lived here my whole life. I didn't know that that existed. Um, and I can go have a cool experience on a weekend instead of spending a bunch of money and, and using my vacation to um, go do something like that. So that's like one camp. And then the second is is people who are coming from all over the world to experience California um, and helping them to be able to easily plan and easily see some of the, the most beautiful places and, and just being excited to hear about about their experience and the love that they have for California now, maybe because of, you know, what we, I was able to introduce them to or help them with their planning. Yeah. That's the thing, you know, for me as a native California is that these 36 to 48 hour jaunts you can have within the state, you can see so much. You can go to some of the most, I mean, amazing places anywhere really in the world. You know, it's right here. And I don't know if people give California enough credit. I mean, I think they, they know that kind of privately, like, or, or, or internally they know like, okay, I live somewhere very special, but they take it for granted and don't realize, Hey, wow, I, I am like I, myself speaking for myself in Sacramento. I am about three and a half hours from Big Sur. I can just be in Big Sur for dinner. <laughs> it's incredible, right? Like, but I don't take nearly enough advantage of that. And I feel like maybe I should and, and other Californians should as well. So do you find your show actually influences them to maybe kind of take that leap at all? A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, people are constantly, constantly talking about that. Like I'll post a video on Sacramento, you know, 15 things to do. And people will be like, I live in Sacramento and I never did a couple of these things, you know? Um, and that's, that's what I've always been, been, I've always wanted it to be not about me, but about, the person experiencing it. And so like, you'll see that come through in, in the video content too. Like a lot of times, like if I'm talking about a city or something, you might not see me at all. It's like, here's me talking as a voiceover and here's just like images of the videos of the place, because it's like, I want you to go experience it. I want to show you what you're going to experience more so than like watching me experience it. Um, I think that makes people better um, if they get to have the experiences themselves and they get to see these places, then, you know, maybe they'll want to help to preserve them for, fu for future generations. So being able to show people places that they love that are close to them and that they didn't know exist. That's, I, that's one of the greatest things for me. What has your work revealed to you about California that you found most compelling or even surprising? Yeah, we've talked, we've touched on it a couple times already, but just the general diversity of California and how much there is to experience. I mean, 
like literally like, you can do everything here. Like, I mean, there's, you know, without leaving the state, you can, you could have a lifetime's worth of experiences and adventures that are amazing and that are, you know, second to none just in this state. And like, I never would have thought that that was true before I, I started it. Um, and to, to, to think that I'm still 10 years in and that I still love traveling California and love experience. And I would have never even thought that was going to be true either. Um, and that's kind of the, the most surprising thing for me. Yeah. Let's switch to the big picture, zoom out a little bit. What would you say as someone who's been all over the state and seen so much of it and met so many people, what do you think is the biggest challenge that California faces and how do you think that challenge might be surmounted? Yeah. I mean, I don't like, I don't often think I, I try not to like dwell on like, you know, the negative aspects of things just because I feel like I'm always trying to to find the positive um, in everything when I'm traveling and experiencing something. But I mean, one of the things that, that we've all seen through the last couple of years is just kind of like the increase in, in homelessness in some of the, the bigger cities. And, um, that's just a, that's a, obviously a really tough thing. I don't, I wouldn't know how to even begin to actually surmount that. But I mean, I hope that we got the right people in place that can, can help, you know, people to find places to live and, um, creating more affordable housing and all of those types of things, just because there has been a, a big rise in that, I mean, you know, through visiting LA and San Francisco and some of these, you know, major cities over the last 10 years, probably. How has climate drought, wildfires, that kind of trifecta of issues, how has that impacted, if at all, the work you do? I mean, has it kind of, um, derailed, uh, held up any trips you would want to take or recommend to people? Has it changed the landscapes of places you'd recommend to people? Yeah, I mean, the fires for sure. There's been a couple of times where I've tried to travel somewhere um, and there was a fire that stopped that from happening. That's definitely been something that I feel like I've had more the last kind of three or four years. Um, I was going to Lassen probably, I don't know, two years ago or something and, and a fire had broken out there um, right before I left. So I ended up having to change the trip. It's so hard with the kind of like the water element. Um, cause it's like, I know that we, you know, we're in droughts and I, I see that sometimes, but I mean, I'll see massive, massive snow storms and then I'll see, you know, times with, with no rain and stuff. And so for me to comprehend that through travel is, is often difficult, but you'll, you know, you go to a reservoir, I, we were driving down Shasta Lake, uh, probably three months ago. I mean, and that was the lowest I'd ever seen it. So there's definitely lots of, of the climate elements that make, different aspects of traveling. Like if you were going to go experience the lake or, you know, if you're going to go somewhere and a fire breaks out, I mean, it does, it's like on other States you have to plan to like have snowstorms and stuff. And in California, there's, there's sometimes more of the natural disaster element you have to plan for. Yeah, exactly. You get travel insurance. Yeah. In your experience discussing California with folks outside the state, what do you find they most misunderstand about this place? Uh, basically like the number one question I get is like, Hey, I'm going to drive LA to San Francisco via Pacific coast highway in one day. And, you know, and it's kind of like, <laughs> no, you're, you're probably not going to do that uh, unless you want to drive in the dark, like for half of it. Um, uh, I mean, we, we've already touched on it, but I mean, just the fact that it's so big and it's, it's hard to experience. I, I feel like most of the questions I field are related to, um, time and like thinking that, you can do a certain amount of things in a certain amount of time and then not understanding like, you know, Oh, it's a, it's a three and a half hour drive from 
Sacramento to Yosemite or something, but it's a windy road and you got to get in there and you got to find a place to park and a place to stay. And it's an hour from the entrance to the valley. And there's just a lot of things that like, I think that people don't understand in terms of like the massiveness of the state. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. so those are the questions I feel the, the most, I think. Right. Yeah. That is the hardest part of planning, you know, a, a trip. It's like, you know, getting the airfare or the hotel, the Airbnb, whatever, like that's, that stuff's easy compared to just like, you look at a map, you're like, Oh, I can get from there to there in <laughs> this amount of time. And you're like, you know, then you get there, you're like, Oh dang, that's like way farther than I thought. Oh, and it's uphill. I can't walk there, you know, or whatever. That's, yeah, that's the hardest. Yeah. Part I mean, like sure. I drove, uh, I did a Southwest road trip with my dad a month and a half ago and it's like, I would drove 10 hours and I had crossed almost three States, you know, to get all the way to like the, the eastern border of Utah. And it's like, I could leave California right now and drive 10 hours north and I wouldn't even be out of the state. I know, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it's kind of hard to comprehend sometimes. It, it is. I, I totally, totally relate to that. Um, we end every episode with the same question for all guests. Who is your favorite Californian, past or present, and why? It's hard to kind of say like my favorite, but like the one I'd most like to like, you know, have a little bit of time with, I think, um, is an easy answer for anyone who's interested in the outdoors. But, you know, you talk about the outdoors, you talk about Yosemite, you just, you go to John Muir, you know, he's the, you know, the father of the parks, the preserver of, of Yosemite Valley, one of the places that I, that I hold so dearly the OG um, in my heart, the OG. Yeah. And then it's like, you look at some of his books. I mean, I have this book on short stories of like his adventures where he's, you know, kayaking Mono Lake and like, a lightning storm and climbing trees to do all. I mean, it just seems like you'd be a pretty fun person to, to have a couple of ventures with. So, I mean, I love that. Well, Josh McNair, it's been such a pleasure having you here. Thank you so much for being on What is California? Yeah. Thanks for having me. This is great. All right. There you have it. Josh McNair. His website is California through my lens.com. You can also visit him on Instagram at California Through My Lens. He's a YouTube channel that is indispensable among other properties that are linked around his empire of travel sites. Check those out. He is awesome. And who knows, maybe I'll see you out there on the trail, on the street, wherever we happen to cross paths based on Josh's recommendations. That would be awesome. What is California is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Stu Van Aerstel. Our theme music is by Sound Supreme. You can find us on Twitter, at what California and subscribe to the Substack newsletter for free at whatiscalifornia.substack.com. That'll get you a free podcast in your inbox every Thursday morning and a free roundup of weekend links, cool California stories in your inbox every Friday. You can find me on email at hello at whatiscalifornia.com. I would always love to hear from you. Uh, love notes, hate mail. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, recommended guests, other stuff I haven't even thought of yet, you know where to find me. If you have not yet, please subscribe to What is California wherever you get podcasts. And if you like the show, I'd love it if you rated and reviewed us on Apple Podcasts because that helps new listeners find us. That is a wrap on episode 26 from What is California HQ in beautiful Sacramento, California. I'll catch you next time. Until then, remember, as always... Keep your eye on the bear.